Welcome to Tripping on Bricks, a podcast by the AS Review, Western Washington University's alternative news source. We are your hosts, Soleil and PJ. In this episode, you'll be hearing from AS Review writer Mackenzie Dexter. Hi, Mackenzie. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, So, Mackenzie, what will you be talking about with us during this episode? Today, I am talking to a counselor from Western's Counseling Center about how Students can balance school, work, and personal life in isolation due to the COVID-19 lockdown. So why did you want to pursue a podcast episode on self-care? I think that a lot of us are going through big changes and being stuck in quarantine. We're kind of having to redefine our ways of self-care. So Tanya's really great at sharing ways that we can deal with anxiety due to to the pandemic and isolation, and as well as resources available to students on campus. Here's what Mackenzie and Tanya talked about in their conversation on Friday, May 8th. My name is Tanya Pepper, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor at the Western Washington University Counseling Center. As a student, I know how hard it has been to juggle work, school, personal life, all from just a single apartment. And being stuck in one place all the time is something most students haven't had to deal with before. So how can we find balance to manage our tasks while in a confined and isolated space? Yeah, I think the first thing is to maybe realize that balance might be hard to achieve right now. So cutting yourself and other people a little bit of slack that if it feels out of balance, that that can be okay. And there are little things you can do each day to help that. But you may not feel the same balance you would have felt before all of this happened. Other ways I would say you be creative. So going for a drive if you can or doing yoga on Zoom with a friend or um, I've been going for walks with someone when, when I have my headset on so that we're walking together even though we're in another town. Yeah, that's a good idea. I would also say like right now, there's a pretty big boom in online workshops and retreats that are not school related. (laughs) We have a yoga group coming up starting May 15th offered through the counseling center where it's going to be yoga, but also um, a space to do a check in with everybody and see everybody so that those might be some ways to kind of mitigate and help feel a little more balanced. Yeah, that's some really good advice. Yeah, I never thought about finding different resources online. And then um, one thing that I've struggled with as a student, and I'm sure most people who are graduating in a couple weeks, is how to stay motivated. And then with all the outside stressors impacting me, students, and then faculty, what are some tips you have to stay motivated and focused while dealing with those outside anxieties that we can't control? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, too, um, what I've noticed in myself and what I've heard from students is the online format isn't for everybody. And so sometimes going physically going to a class and being around people is part of what holds you accountable to staying motivated. And so if you're isolated at home and a Monday feels like a Wednesday feels like a Friday, um, it's really hard to stay motivated. So um, the first thing I would do as far as the anxiety piece, if that's 
playing a part in the motivation is to find ways to calm your nervous system. So that's a little different for everybody, what works for you, but things like maybe doing art or listening to a type of music that's calming for you or going for a walk, getting some exercise or deep breathing, that if you can get your body's response to the anxiety down, you can access other types of strategies for working with motivation. Obviously, isolation is very hard and people are experiencing loneliness at different levels. Um, Some people are quarantined with roommates and other people are completely on their own. Some people are living back at home with their parents. How can people make sure to take care of themselves when they are feeling alone? If there's a type of self-care that you know is the perfect thing for you, like running or yoga or whatever, if you have a friend where that's also true for them, engage them as an accountability partner. So let them know like, hey, I have a goal of going running three times this week. Can we check in and um, help motivate one another to reach that goal this week? Um, so, So using our friends who might have similar goals to motivate ourselves. And the other thing I would say is to think about friends that might be having as hard of a time or harder of a time than you. Maybe they're even more isolated and reach out to them. So being a support for them, you know, when we work in service of other people that we care about, it often boosts our own mood and feelings of connection. So I would definitely push yourself to reach out more than you would normally. Yeah. And kind of going off that, I guess, how can we kind of practice caring for ourselves and others and then also being very patient with each other? Yeah, I think in the caring for ourselves part, um, if you know that doing online things is is hard for you or not your preferred way of learning, that's where that accountability partner might come in too, or I'm sure you're not the only one struggling and just checking in with someone else in the class that you might know uh, as a way to manage that and to support each other in that. So cutting yourselves a little bit of slack for maybe not being 100% on your game in this modality, but also your professors, you know, this isn't easy for them as well. So that um, bit of empathy can go a long way. We also have at the Counseling Center this quarter, we're offering some community check-ins. So these are um, Zoom-based check-ins where people can go. There's different groups and categories, and it's a chance to see everyone and share about what's going on for you. So it's not an academic thing. It's not for your classes. It's really about um, emotional and psychological support for you. Um, So people can just go in, chat, offer some support, and there's multiple opportunities each week for that. Perfect. Yeah. And I was going to ask more about, I guess you kind of answered those resources that are continuing and then also um, new ones that have started due to COVID and quarantine and kind of like how they have changed. So we're not doing any formal mental health groups this quarter. 
Instead, we're offering more of a general community-wide space to be able to check in so that more people can get support. Um, and then we're also doing a mix of drop-in type groups where you don't, you just register to get the, like the Zoom code, uh, but you don't have to commit to a certain amount of time. And we also have one like one hour workshops as well as maybe a block of four so there's a little bit of variety in there for everyone depending on what your preference is and the topics range from like how to stay connected during this time or how to manage stress we just did a mindfulness one there's one coming up on a sleep routine like sleep hygiene what you can do to help help yourself in that area and then we've also been using an app it's called covid coach and that's a really great free app i believe it's developed by the the veterans center and it offers all sorts of strategies to manage like depression and anxiety and isolation that are going on specifically in this situation. You can download that onto your phone. That's super cool. And yeah, that's great. All the things that you guys are continuing to do and kind of tailoring it towards the situation happening now. I guess my last question is, how do you think the definition of self-care has changed since the impacts of COVID. You know, we kind of used to be able to, and people still are able to go on walks, but I mean, a lot of people's things were more social and out in the town and being able to talk to friends one-on-one. So I don't know, how has that kind of changed our idea of self-care and then how we do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have to get really creative on how to get our needs met. So I think taking a moment to sit down and figure out what those needs are. So if you were going out all weekend with friends, what need was that satisfying? And so could you still meet that? I have some friends we've been getting together every single Tuesday to do a group trivia on um, the house party app so you can see everybody. Uh, And just doing that really consistently helps to give us that sense of um, social play and social connection. Um, I think too, self-care right now can look like what we limit. So being very mindful about how much news we're taking on or how much online we're on. So if you're doing classes online all day, maybe You don't want to be sitting and watching movies or being online for the rest of the night. Maybe you do need to read a regular book or go outside. Uh, So taking some breaks from technology right now um, would probably be helpful. I think also being really careful around how much we're indulging our desire to sleep or to overeat or to use drugs and alcohol. Because I think in this situation, it's like we're home, we're not going anywhere, we're probably a little bored and understimulated. So it'd be really easy to just go sleep extra or um, eat more cookies than you had <laughs> planned. And you know, those things help us manage boredom and anxiety in the moment, but in the long run, they don't. So just being careful with how much you're indulging in those things. Yeah, that's good advice. And then I guess, is there anything else that you think I missed or that should be added? 
Um, just as far as other resources this quarter, so the Counseling Center is offering telehealth counseling, so online counseling. People do have to, we have to make sure that that's an appropriate modality for them. They also have to be in Washington State at this time just because of licensure issues between states. So in part, that's why we're offering so many online resources that are available to everyone, regardless of where they are. Um, And also this month is Mental Health Awareness Month. So we have extra activities online this month and those are all listed on our website as well. So go definitely check it out. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you to mental health counselor Tanya Pepper from the Counseling Center and our AS Review writer Mackenzie Dexter for joining us for this episode of Dripping on Bricks. We'll be right back after a break for a segment, How Have the Bricks Wronged You? The music you hear throughout our podcast is by Austin Caldwell from Harbor Day. Harbor Day is the audio journal of Austin Caldwell, creating bedroom pop influenced by folk, ambient, and R&B. His songs are crafted with care from start to finish. If you or a student you know needs assistance getting by during the COVID-19 pandemic, check out the Western Office of Student Life website for resources. At the AS Review, we've been covering stories on student activities moving online and how Western is handling a quarter in a digital realm. Check out ASReview.org for stories such as Bellingham City Council Seeks Rent Payment Relief, The Fight for Spring Quarters Fee Reduction, Books for a Quarter in Isolation, and How to Be Productive in Online Classes. You can find these and more at ASReview.org. Now we're joined again by Mackenzie. So Mackenzie, tell us, how have the bricks wronged you? So while there have been many instances where the bricks have done me wrong during my past four years at Western, my most notable one happened sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the first time it was the first time it had rained in a while. And I came out of class, took a step on the bricks and just slid. I was wearing sandals because it was sunny when I left my apartment. But of course, Washington has random rain throughout most days. Um, but it was super weird because it wasn't icy or anything, but the bricks were just so slick from the rain for yeah, some reason. For sure. that, yeah, that combined with my shoes too, it just did not go well. And luckily I didn't fall. That's good. But <laughs> yeah, I had to shuffle from the comm building to the humanities building, and I just spent most of the walk there. Um, continuously slipping and try not to embarrass myself by falling. Well, and that goes down that like somewhat steep hill uh, outside of Carver that I would dread that walk. Yeah, it was not fun. <laughs> but I think the biggest takeaway was to never trust the weather or the bricks and to always come slightly prepared. Yeah, never trust the bricks for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, gosh, especially with that, with that steep decline, when it really starts pouring, then it's like a little waterfall going down and you just can't, you just can't control it. You're just sliding. Yeah. Yeah. There's no hope at that point. You just got to go with it. (laughs) Damn. Well, thank you, Mackenzie, for sharing that story with us. 
Thank you to Tanya Pepper and Mackenzie Dexter for working with us on this episode of Tripping on Bricks. We've been your hosts, PJ and Soleil. On our next episode, we will be looking into how students have been interacting with nature while in quarantine. Do you have a story to share with the AS Review? Go to asreview.org slash podcast for more information or to fill out our form to be on the podcast. Thank you for listening to Tripping on Bricks with the AS Review. Stay safe out there.